0: Much for joining me right here on Off the Script. This is your SmackDown and AEW Rampage post show for April 29th, 2022. I am your host, JD from New York. As always, coming to you live from the OTS venue. Thank you guys so very much for joining me on your Friday nights wherever you may be. Man, oh man, oh man. Got myself a new Brave Side. I got myself a new cold beverage tonight. Tonight we're drinking the Dr. Disrespect Championship Citrus Cherry Game Fuel, man. This is some fucking good shit, man. Some limited edition good shit. As always from the two time, man. Just like the two time, I'm the fucking undisputed king of this community. I appreciate you guys joining me so much on your Friday nights, wherever you may be. Uh, Jesse has been exposed for his taco-making ability, and he is a fraud. Jesse is a fraud. I want everybody to know right now that Jesse is an absolute fraud. He makes his tacos via HelloFresh. So he doesn't even have his own recipe, man. What a fucking shill. Now I know why Julia Hart and Lee Johnson, my boy uh, my boy Lee Johnson, right. He, uh, he got his ass kicked by Big Shotty and, and Julia Hart for that exact reason, man. Fake tacos. They knew it. They knew it. It only took so much time for it to actually come to light, man. What also came to light tonight was WWE's inability to create compelling television, man. What the fuck did we watch for two, for two hours on, on Friday night, man? Holy shit was that SmackDown fucking atrocious, man. Oh, my goodness. WWE, they had a tag team unification match that they were about to do at the Backlash. <laughs> a Rehash pay-per-view. WrestleMania rehash, because that's all it is, WrestleMania rematches. They're about to do this uh, this unification match of the Raw Tag Team titles and the SmackDown Tag Team titles at Rehash. And I'm like, finally, 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 after seven fucking years, I have finally been vindicated. Justice has been served. I've been the only one fighting this battle in the community. And we're finally getting met. Somebody in WWE, somebody in Stanford must have caught wind of my Nostradamus prediction and claimed that, yeah, he's right, so we're going to prove him to be wrong, and we're going to go back on it, and now you're not getting a a unification
1: match at all. WWE has canceled the unification match for now, but who the fuck knows with these people if it's
0: ever going to come back, and if we're going to see it again, or if it's in the plans anymore. WWE has now canceled the unification match at Backlash, to now include Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre making it a six-man tag team match. Well, JD, that doesn't sound bad. Are all the titles on the line in that match? No. No, no, that would have made too much sense for WWE to go and do that. That's not even the best option that they have. The best option, obviously, was to do the fucking tag team match and unify the fucking tag team titles because their tag team division sucks. That's the best plan. They got rid of the best plan because it made too much fucking sense and Bruce Pritchard is a fat fucking slob and Vince McMahon has dementia. There's no justifying this. And, I'm, and no, I'm not letting it play out. No, I'm not. I'm not letting it play out. I'm not going to be patient with WWE television, man. I don't give them the benefit of the doubt. They don't fucking deserve the benefit of the doubt. The best option was to go and do the fucking tag team title match, man. Have you seen their fucking tag team division? If I have to watch another fucking RK-Bro Street Profits match, man, my head's gonna fucking explode. My head is going to explode, man. I'm done. RK Bro versus Alpha Academy. RK Bro versus Street Profits. Street Profits versus Alpha Academy. Alpha Academy versus RK Bro. Chad Gable versus Matt Riddle. Randy Orton versus Otis. Montez versus Matt Riddle. Randy Orton versus fucking Chad Gable. I'm tired of it.
1: I'm tired of it. You make yourselves look like a bunch of fucking idiots, man. It sucks. SmackDown's tag team division
0: is no better. Do you see a fucking division over there? It's the Usos, and that's it.
1: That's it. Why would FTR even dream of going back? I don't know. I don't know. It's the Usos, and that
0: is it. Where are Los Lotharios? Where are the Viking Raiders? Where's everybody else that
1: they fucking made into a tag team? They don't exist. They don't exist in the world of Bruce Richard. I'm over it, it doesn't need to be this way, okay?
0: Everybody that's sitting there justifying this shit, man, you are a feeble-minded fucking retard. Seriously, I hate using that word, but there's no other word that fucking really is powerful
1: enough to fucking describe you people. Holy shit. This should have been the tag team title match,
0: unified unified build a division give me a tag team division that is worth something on your television you don't see AEW fucking around with their tag team division why can't it be like that why can't we be in happy harmony with a tag team division with one title and the brand split what are we doing here what are we doing Well, J.D., what would you do to come up with a logical situation? I don't know. If Roman Reigns and and Drew McIntyre was the fucking plan, where did Nakamura go? Where did Nakamura go? Did he fucking vanish in thin air? Did he fucking ninja vanish? Did he throw a fucking smoke bomb down and disappear onto a rooftop somewhere? Where the fuck did he go? Where'd he go? Or maybe he's out surfing, man. He'd rather be swimming with the fucking sharks than be on Friday night. I don't blame him if that's the case. Where's Nakamura? You gave me Nakamura. Oh, Nakamura Roman Reigns hugging on SmackDown. Rick Boogs is hurt and blah, blah, blah. We get that not once but twice, two weeks in a row. And WWE seemingly abandons the entire fucking plan. Then we get what? Then we get nothing. Roman Reigns comes out. Everybody's thinking he's injured. Meltzer reports he's not injured. And we get nothing. Then we get two weeks to go before rehash... And WWE now wants to give us a match with Drew McIntyre and them, Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre, getting added to a match that's already been announced for weeks, weeks. There's no sense to it. Now, I'm gonna throw something out at you that it may sound foreign to some of you. It may sound foreign to the fucking e-drones out there that have a fucking pencil tip for a brain. But, how about this? Why don't, if you wanted to do Drew McIntyre and Roman Reigns. By the way, by the way, I love how WWE made sense, and I hope that with the bloodline being on Monday Night Raw, they make some sense of it. Paul Heyman, I trust, I don't trust WWE creative. He may go out there and say something along the lines as to why this match is happening instead of the unification match, but I'll leave that to Paul Heyman. I trust him, I don't trust WWE creative. Why did WWE make this match knowing already that Roman already sent his command was to send the Usos to Monday Night Raw to take the tag team championship so that they both have two titles just like he has two titles? Why did that command, why did that order from the tribal chief automatically go unnoticed? You had Paul Heyman go and go to somebody else besides Adam Pierce and get a command by the tribal chief overturned. That's not what he wanted. And I see some people already justifying. Oh, oh, well, 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 well they wanted it because Drew McIntyre attacked them. Drew McIntyre attacked the Usos in Roman Reigns. So so you mean to tell me that Roman Reigns. He finds better value in a tag team match that gets his Usos no tag team titles just so they get revenge on Drew McIntyre. You'd you, you think that's better value than going after and winning the unified tag team titles, right? Uh, nothing makes sense. Absolutely nothing makes sense.
1: Here's one for you. Here's one for you. I don't understand this, this, this mentality. I don't understand this logic that
0: Roman Reigns has to wrestle. At Backlash. Roman Reigns has to wrestle at Backlash. Drew McIntyre has to be at Backlash. He's got to be on the card. He's got to wrestle, right? Where is this a written rule that they have to wrestle? You're your, you know, you, you got your, your, your universal champion, your WWE champion at Roman Reigns. You got Drew McIntyre who's just getting his feet wet into the main event scene right now after fucking around in the playground with uh, Baron Corbin and, and Happy, uh, uh, Mad Cat Moss over there, Happy Corbin, whatever the fuck their names are. I don't get this logic. Why they need to wrestle on the show? Who, who said that? Where is? I'd love for somebody to show me this fucking written rule somewhere in WWE creative. The main event of this show should have been the Usos versus RK Bro for the unification of the Raw and Tag Team Raw and SmackDown Tag Team Championships. It would have been a banger given the time. It would have been a match, very, very good. To call the final match to end the wretched Rotten SmackDown Tag Team Division. It would have been great. I don't know why we couldn't have Roman in the corner of the Usos, Andrew McIntyre in the corner of RK Bro, and Roman costs RK Bro the Tag Team Championships, and we get Roman versus Drew built from that going into Hell in a Cell and then being given proper time to get a match that makes sense between them. So what they did was take option A and option B and fuck over option A and B and go with the most absolutely illogical fucking route to get to Backlash, which is a triple threat match with no titles on the line at all. That means absolutely nothing that mirrors a fucking main event that should be happening on SmackDown. Roman Reigns is going to be on Monday Night Raw. So will the Usos. There's no reason why Drew McIntyre can't show up on Monday Night Raw either. Why couldn't you do this match on Monday Night Raw or next week's Friday Friday Night Live? SmackDown. Why? Why does it have to be at the pay-per-view? So you mean to tell me that this is better than unifying the tag team championship. This is more important than unifying the tag team championship. What happens after this? What happens after this? Has WWE miraculously come up with the idea? No, we're going to do the unification match four weeks from now in Inside Hell in a Cell Right, they're going to claim that this match needs Hell in a Cell. Roman and Drew McIntyre are going to start their first fucking match off in this feud inside Hell in a Cell when that's a match that should end inside Hell in a Cell. WWE's doing this all backwards. Man, I want to see people justify this bullshit. I want to see all this come to light, and I want to see people justify this shit at Hell in a Cell because you know exactly what they're doing. You know exactly what they're doing, man. They are trying to make Hell in a Cell important. And I wish it would fucking just die because it sucks. You're trying to make something important that doesn't need to be inside Hell in a Cell at all. You're just ruining TV plans and wasted our time for weeks. For weeks. And it sucks. It's, a, it's all garbage. I can't, I, can't, I can't stand this illogical bullshit, man. My brain cells fucking wither away and die watching these people Try and write a logical program. It's awful. The tag team division needs a complete overhaul. It needs to die and be be rebuilt up again. That's what needs to happen. A six-man tag that mirrors a fucking main event on Monday Night Raw is not a main event for a pay-per-view. This is not fucking Ultimate Warrior Hulk Hogan. This is not Rock Steve Austin. This is nothing that mirrors a main event match at a pay-per-view. Nothing. Give me a break. This shit is not a main event match worthy of a WrestleMania backlash pay-per-view. I'm sorry. Shame on WWE for taking away a unification match that absolutely needs to be a top priority right now in light of everything else that's going on on TV. They want to get rid of that. They want to get rid
1: of that. I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. Charlotte Flair and Ronda Rousey continue to be the biggest embarrassment in all of professional wrestling.
0: This shit is absolutely the drizzling shit. Whatever the drizzling shits is on top of the drizzling shits, man. It is a mountain of shit. It is a mountain of shit. Ronda Rousey is fucking garbage. Charlotte Flair is fucking garbage. This show is spearheaded by these two tonight in a beat the clock challenge a beat the clock challenge we got these two women now this feud has broken down into who can beat a jobber faster than the other and the two jobbers tonight were Shotzi Blackheart and Olea do I need to go over how this happened Shotzi Blackheart is on her way to the unemployment line, man. I don't give a shit. Nobody should, be, nobody should be predicting someone's firing from WWE, says the check marks. I don't give a shit. Look at the way she's booked, man. She's better off fired. She probably is, bl- is waiting for that. She's, she's praying to the gods of wrestling for her to be released. Sucks that she's not an NXT because she'd get a 30-day non-compete. Now she's got a 90-day non-compete because she's on the main roster. That's the only downfall to that. She will be fired, man. If Shotzi is not fired, I will be absolutely fucking shocked. This woman has a termination paper and a phone call from John Laurinaitis coming to her within weeks. Guaranteed. I'm surprised it didn't happen today. With all the releases that WWE had today coming out of NXT. We may be on the verge of main roster releases. Who's to say that WWE look, isn't looking to cut more budget? And I've already given you my names on who's going to be on that list. You guys know who they are. Shotzi is definitely one of them. Aaliyah is definitely one of them. Zia Lee is definitely one of them. You're going to see. You're going to see. Beat the Clock Challenge, man. If there's anything worse in WWE that I hate, it's Lumberjack Matches and Beat the Clock Challenges, man. What an embarrassment. These ladies should be fucking ashamed of what they're producing on television, man. The absolute biggest fucking embarrassment of the entire year is this feud, man. Can you imagine two of the biggest female stars in this sport having the absolute worst storyline in the history of of women's wrestling man this shit is fucking awful and now this makes Charlotte Flair in back to back years absolutely the one who is a part of the two worst storylines in the history of women's wrestling in WWE Ronda Rousey and last year it was Rhea Ripley what's the common denominator in all of that Charlotte Flair But they continue to give her accolade after accolade after accolade after accolade. And she has been a part of the worst fucking storylines in the history of the company. She is fucking garbage. Get the title off of her. Put it on anybody else but Rhonda. Seriously. Put the belt back on Sasha. Sasha should be the one leading this division. She is the best wrestler on that fucking roster in that women's division, and she's fucking around
1: with goddamn Shayna Baszler and Natalya. I don't get it. I don't understand it. On what planet is Charlotte Flair better than Sasha Banks? On On what planet is Becky Lynch better than Sasha Banks? Apparently, the IQ on that planet is fucking zero. Awful.
0: Drew McIntyre wrestled Sami Zayn in a steel cage match tonight, which more than likely, when you go to work on Saturday, if you work on a weekend, or if you are planning to do anything on the weekend, you're going to think back to what happened in wrestling this week. You will probably already have forgotten it by the time you
1: think about what happened this week. I've already forgotten about it. Unimportant. Absolute waste of time. Steel cage match.
0: Ricochet wrestled Shanky. Defending the Intercontinental Championship. And WWE doing the same thing with the women's tag team titles that they're doing with the men's tag team titles. Man, such creativity coming out of SmackDown, man. Bruce Pritchard's on fire tonight. Singles matches. Singles matches, singles matches, singles matches. And then we get a tag team match between the two teams. That's their idea of tag team championships. Awesome. Awesome. Our rampage, we got Darby Allin versus Swerve Strickland for an Owen Hart Cup qualifier. And Samoa Joe. Defends the Ring of Honor TV Championship against Trent Beretta in the main events of the show. I want to thank you guys so very much for joining me on this Friday night, man. Thank you guys so very much for joining me, man. It's going to be a good night. We're going to go over this shit, try and make sense of it on Off The Script. Follow me on social media at JD from NY206. That's Twitter and Instagram. Hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for all notifications. Make sure you guys hit that thumbs up, man. Let's try for 1,000 likes on tonight's SmackDown post show right here on OTS. I see 558 likes in the stream, man. We need at least 1,000. 1,000 minimum on today's OTS. Make sure you guys go and do that. Get those super chats in. We're going to hang out at the end of the show as always and go over everybody's super chats, including the trolls, man. Thank you for paying for my pastry and coffee tomorrow morning. You guys are absolutely fucking incredible, man. I love you. How stupid can you be, man? You got the IQ of a fucking uh, empty bag of green beans in catering. Giving me money and you're trying to fucking troll me. Little do you know, I'm going to buy myself a nice grande vanilla oat milk latte tomorrow on your money, man. Thank you. Thank you. I love it fucking awesome. Everybody's a fan, man. They're all closet fans of the number one fucking live stream in the entire community, man. Always. Get those super chats in. We'll hang it at the end of the show. Leave me a comment. Whether it's in the chat or if you guys are watching this after it's live, man, leave me a comment down below in the comment section. Your homework because class is in session. Your homework tonight. I want to see those answers in the comment section. How would you have booked the situation tonight. Would you have added Roman and Drew to make it a triple threat match? What would you have done to rectify this situation that they made into the Backlash main event, man? Sound off in the comments below. You let me know what you guys would have done. Go check out all the other videos that you might have missed on the channel, man. There's a ton of stuff on the homepage. We will be live Sunday night with episode 429 of the podcast, man. There's a ton of shit coming up. We're going to be live Sunday night, big, off-the-script live. We're going to go over everything, man, including the Ember Moon situation. Oh, my goodness, do I have a lot to say about that. Becky Lynch and her comments that now look fucking foolish. And the WWE releases. If I get done early enough, I may actually do a regular video for tomorrow. So make sure you guys go check out all the content, including the content that's coming up, man. Big live stream on Sunday night, episode 429 of the podcast. Tonight's show sponsored by my great friends over at Audible. AudibleTrial.com slash Off The Script. You guys are going to get 30 days free of this service and one free audio book of your choice. Ton of wrestling content on there. So go sign up. Everybody loves something for free, man. AudibleTrial.com slash Off The Script. I want to thank them as always for supporting Off The Script. And please make sure you guys also go get your t-shirts, man. Bonfire.com is the exclusive home of off the script. Everything you need is linked underneath the video player right now, man. You see a line of merchandise there? That takes you right to Bonfire's homepage. Go and check it out, man. Bonfire.com, the exclusive home
1: of off the scripts. Let me take a sip of this Dr. Uh, disrespect Game Feel, man. This shit is delicious, man. Citrus cherry, man. Awesome, awesome, awesome. It may keep me up all night, but. That's where I got my video games for, man. Anyway, let's get into the top. We got the show opening up
0: with Drew McIntyre and Sami Zayn inside a steel cage match. I do appreciate that WWE opened up. I, I, I don't appreciate anything WWE does because normally they don't do anything right. But if I'm the fans in attendance and I'm sitting there, from Albany, New York, and you had to sit through four hours of a television show like this, you really want to try and be entertained. So WWE started the second taping off with the steel cage match, which actually does make sense to keep the crowd somewhat hot. The thing is, when WWE or AEW tape a show, and you know it's not live, it comes off as fucking taped. This show had so much piped-in crowd noise... It was absolutely unbearable to watch at times, man. There were moments in this match where the crowd wasn't doing anything, and all I heard was fucking shears everywhere, man. Shears everywhere. The, The crowd was louder than the fucking commentary at times. Sami Zayn got this huge chorus of boos when it came out that continued for like three minutes. Unless he's the biggest heel in the entire company, I don't know why Sami Zayn's getting fucking maliciously booed out there in Albany, New York, of all places. This shit is fucking lame. And then you want to know why WWE fails on many things when it comes to fan engagement. They make themselves look like a bunch of fools. It looks and sounds embarrassing. What is the point of adding all of that piped-in crowd noise? I'm not watching a fucking Game 7 of a World Series. I'm watching a SmackDown on Friday night that has a steel cage match between two guys that have a boring fucking feud. Stop trying to make it something into
1: more than it really is. It's annoying. And it comes off as forced. The match itself was fine. The match itself was fine. It wasn't memorable at all. Drew Gulak is out there. He's
0: the special timekeeper tonight. This guy's got a pink slip and a phone call from
1: People Power
0: coming. No question. Drew Gulak will definitely be on the budget cut list. I just have a feeling in my bones. So he's out there being the new timekeeper because apparently he's trying to find a position. Everything but wrestle he's trying to do. Everything but wrestle is a position they're going to try and give him. Timekeeper, pencil pusher, file paper, catering fucking waiter, bathroom cleaner, Vince Ball scratcher. What, what, what new job is he going to have every week? What? What type of job is he going to have next week? Sami Zayn hesitated upon getting in the ring because this is his thing. He's trying to avoid Drew McIntyre. He wasted no time when the bell rung to climb the cage and immediately escape the cage. McIntyre pulled him back, took him out with a knife edge shot. He then threw Zane into the side of the cage. Fans broke out into a one-more time chant, and McIntyre threw Zane into the cage again. So this happened again and again and again. Zane eventually took over. Joe McIntyre said, into the cage. What a fantastic fucking steel cage match, man. What a classic! Throw one guy into the cage. The other guy throws his opponent into the cage. Throw him into the cage. And then back on the other side, man. This is the story of this steel cage match up until this point. So he tried to go and escape again. He held on. And McIntyre pulled him back in. McIntyre, Zane fought on the top, out of the corner. Zane took over, drove McIntyre's head into the cage. He then hit a sunset bomb off the top rope. We're going to commercial break. Sami Zane is in control through the break. He slammed McIntyre, set into the cage. McIntyre briefly fought back, but Zane regained control with a halluva kick. He took advantage. He tried to escape again. McIntyre recovered in time. He pulled Zane back in and slammed him down to the mats. McIntyre then ran offensive uh, here and threw Zane into the cage several more times. He followed up with a belly to belly suplex and a neck breaker. McIntyre set up for the three, two, one Claymore. But Zayn tried to climb out. They fought up top until Zayn knocked McIntyre down. Zayn almost escaped, but McIntyre stopped him by pulling by his hair into the ring and then superplexing him back into the ring. He then hit the claymore for the one, two, three. And that was it as far as the steel cage match goes. That's it. Largely forgettable. A feud that was forgettable because they had to bide time to decide on what they wanted to do with WrestleMania backlash, and now they're pulling the trigger on McIntyre versus Roman Reigns going on into the summer. They're following the same fucking route that they did with Sasha and Bayley. I fucking hated when they started Sasha and Bayley off and their feud inside a uh, Hell in a Cell match, steel cage. They started their feud off in a Hell in a Cell match, and then it only continued on through the next pay-per-view and then on TV. I don't like it. That's what it seems like WWE is doing here. They finally decided to pull the trigger. They're finally going with McIntyre and Reigns, and I don't like it because McIntyre is not winning the WWE Unified Championship. There is no way that this guy is beating Roman Reigns after Roman Reigns did everything humanly possible to slay every fucking opponent thrown in front of him. He's not gonna lose to somebody that was bullied around by Madcap Moss and fucking Happy Corbin. Drew McIntyre is great. I think Drew McIntyre is one of the best guys that they got on that roster. The Reigns match with uh, Drew McIntyre at Survivor Series a couple of years ago was a match of the year for WWE. There's no question that they're going to kill it when they're in the ring. I just wish that WWE would treat it like everything else that they did with Roman Reigns. Important. This is not some fucking poor schmuck that you're throwing in there. This is Drew McIntyre. This is one of the top babyfaces in the entire company. And you're already starting this feud off as if he's just another guy. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I just don't see the positive in this. Maybe I don't see what WWE is doing. I got a damn good fucking track record as to knowing what WWE is going to do before they do it. Everything I just mentioned here, if it happens, I don't know why anybody would ever doubt me and anything I say ever again. This shit sucks. This feud with Sami Zayn was a waste of time. Sami Zayn is a gem. Sami Zayn deserves better. And let's get him in something important. But what else is there for Sami Zayn to
1: do on Friday night? There is no roster. The guy is stuck in mid-card purgatory. We got a video recap of Ronda Rousey. Drousey!
0: And Charlotte Flair last week. Kayla Braxton welcomed Charlotte to SmackDown in the back. She never went anywhere. This is a tape show. Charlotte says that she's worshipped by all. ha, ha, ha right she's worshipped by all who who the fucking idiots that got charlotte flair avatars on twitter <laughs> nobody wants charlotte flair on TV. give me a break
1: worshipped by all
0: she said that when she beats ronda Rousey, and makes her say i quit i say i quit every fucking friday night she may never show her face in wwe again oh, i wish well, honey, you're really making me cheer for you, really. Charlotte said that Rousey will see tonight that Charlotte is the superior athlete and may even quit before backlash. Ronda Rousey, unfortunately, for you guys, for me, because I can't do the joke, but fortunately for everybody, was not on the
1: microphone this evening. So there will be no Ronda Rousey Baron Corbin. One of the worst nationally televised pro wrestling gimmicks that I've ever seen. Happy Corbin.
0: It was in the middle of the ring. We got another unbelievable, thrilling episode of Happy Talk. He said, Happy Talk is improved since no one has to deal with his lackey, the insufferable Matt Catmoss. Corbin said, of all Moss's jokes, they were all bad. Corbin says he's going to prove that Moss Can't beat him at Backlash. So what Baron Corbin is saying here to you, my fine people in the uh, OTS venue, is that Baron Corbin and Mad Cat Moss is going to be your bathroom break, your beverage break, your cat litter break, your walking the dog break, your fucking your wife break, you're going making the bed because your wife yelled at you for not making the bed in the morning, for taking out the trash break, any type of break you want, man. Any type of, you want to make a cup of coffee, cappuccino, a latte, a mocha, a white chocolate mocha, caramel macchiato, whatever you want to do, man. You go into the kitchen, you make yourself a nice beverage, whether it's hot and cold, you want to make nachos, burritos, fucking uh, enchiladas, you want to make a fucking taco, hard shell, soft shell, Jesse's fucking Hello Fresh, whatever,
1: man. He's telling you. He's telling you. This is a bathroom break match. Why is this match happening at a pay per view? Nobody cares about Matt Cat Moss, and nobody cares about Happy Corbin. I don't understand it. Take a 10-minute nap. Take a 10-minute nap. Should be great. Get a little cat nap in. watch the rest of the pay-per-view, because she may fall asleep when Ronda Rousey shows up on television. She has that effect on people. So he's in the ring, and he said that Moss is living off of his Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal victory
0: but he only won the Battle Royal because of him. Corbin said that since he made Moss, he will destroy him. Corbin said that tonight he's going to destroy the one thing that is most important to Matt Cap Moss, and that is the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal Trophy. Oh, my God, man, I'm gonna be so heartbroken. Oh my God! How am I gonna pick up the broken pieces of my heart? Oh
1: my God, please! Not the Andre the Giant Trophy! Orban announced the trophy is his guest on Happy Talk. What is with you, Bruce? Man, oh, man, you know, I I
0: wonder, man. This is like a mirror fucking image of what Bruce Pritchard does in his extracurricular activities, man. It's almost like he's telling us what he does in his spare time. Bruce Pritchard has written Baron Corbin on Happy Talk in separate occasions to interview not only a trophy, but the last time he was on Happy Talk, he introduced himself as
1: interviewing a fucking sword. What is with Bruce Pritchard writing Happy Corbin to interview inanimate objects? Why?
0: I don't get it. Does Bruce go home and talk to Andre the Giant pictures that he was photographed in? Does he, does he communicate with Andre the Giant, uh, his spirit? Does he communicate to Andre through a Ouija board or something? Is 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 he someone like Zach Bagans who speaks to spirits? I mean, really? Does he like swords? Is he a sword collector? Maybe he has a sword at home that is very reminiscent of Angela. And maybe he speaks to it. I don't know. Or maybe his favorite game is Ninja Gaiden. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with Bruce Pressure, man. I, I don't know. Maybe he loves Elden Ring, and maybe he's some fucking wizard that wields a sword, man, because he loves swords. I don't know. I don't know. Randy Orton, by the way, his level in Elden Ring is 521, confirmed by him. I don't know how he has time to play Elden Ring up to 521, but God bless the man, man. I haven't even touched it, man. I don't even—I touched it once, drunk. I don't think I'd ever touch it again, man. I can't—I I can't do it. I have enough time on fucking Destiny playing with randoms doing Grandmaster Nightfalls. I got to play fucking Elden Ring. Holy shit. Anyway, he's going to introduce himself to the Andre the Giant trophy and then destroy it. So Corbin acts for a sledgehammer. Moss appeared in a jumpsuit with a sledgehammer. Moss tried to attack the sledgehammer with the sledgehammer, but missed and tossed
1: the hammer away. Corbin tried to exit the ring, but Moss caught him and beat him down before he tossed Corbin out of the ring. And that was it. Engaging television, man. What a such thrilling television, right? This is how you spend, this is how I spend
0: my Friday night, folks. This is how I spend my Friday night. If you don't appreciate what the fuck I do here, man, please get the fuck out. I don't watch a fucking pro wrestling show with another man interviewing an Andre the Giant
1: trophy. This is my Friday night. Please. The tip jar is at the bar, man. Please. The super chats are open. Holy shit. Ricochet. Speaking of losers, Ricochet. He went one-on-one with
0: Shanky, defending the Intercontinental Championship. This went three minutes. Three minutes. Ricochet's always good. I like Ricochet, even though I kind of rag on him. I rag on him because it's more creative than Ricochet. Ricochet should easily be a multiple-time Intercontinental Champion. He should be fighting for World Championships at this point. He's that good. Ricochet is an amazing professional wrestler. This was very short. It went about Three minutes. Shanky beat down Ricochet, slowed the pace and grounding him because of Ricochet's high offensive maneuvers. Followed up with a big slam and an elbow. Ricochet tried to fight back, jumped on at the second turnbuckle, grabbed uh, by Shanky at this point, by the neck. He threw him across the ring. Shanky slowed the pace down again. He missed another elbow drop. Ricochet fought back with some punches, some kicks. He followed up with a springboard crossbody off the ropes. He goes for cover, gets a near fall. Ricochet climbed the top rope, but Jinder Mahal! Jinder Mahal! Tripped him up, and uh, Shanky put Ricochet on his shoulders, but Ricochet slipped out and rolled him up from behind for a one, two, three. After the match, Mahal yelled at Shanky for losing. Shanky heard enough and told him no, and he turned and walked away. Oh, Shanky, you don't want to do that, bro. You don't want to do that, man. The only thing saving your job right now is by aligning yourself with Jinder Mahal. Guarantee we get Jinder Mahal versus Ricochet at Backlash. And Ricochet, whenever he defends the title against Jinder. Folks, it's coming. Prepare yourselves. Get yourselves ready. Jinder Mahal will be the new Intercontinental Champion. WWE is making it a common thing to put the Intercontinental Championship on losers. Sami Zayn, love him to death, a loser. Ricochet, love him to death, a loser. Jinder Mahal, guy's been in catering for about 16 months. Where the fuck is he, and why is he going after the Intercontinental title? Because the Intercontinental title resembles loser. That's why. There's a common theme going on here. Nakamura was a loser. Every single Intercontinental champion in the last year, year and a half, has been a fucking loser. Paulo Cruz,
1: loser. Big E, loser. Just the way it is. Just the way it is. In the back, Kayla Braxton. She interviewed Raquel Gonzalez.
0: (laughs) I'm sorry. Sorry, man. Uh, Raquel Rodriguez. Raquel Rodriguez. (coughs) Let me uh, take another sip of my cold beverage.
1: Hold on. Raquel Rodriguez. Raquel Rodriguez. Rodriguez
0: says that when you look as good as she does, you're used to all eyes being on you. Who told you that, man? Did Braun Strowman tell you that? Did uh, Adam Sherratt tell you that? Whee!
1: The, uh, stupid. She said that she likes to be the center of attention. So that tonight she's going to put on a show that no one will ever forget. WWE had Raquel Rodriguez
0: go out there in a enhancement talent match against Cat Cardoza.
1: Sounds like Matt Cardona. Is this something that you're trying to tell me And Matt Cardona, Bruce Bridger? At Cat Cardoza, huh? Now, what, a,
0: what a creative name, man. where what, would you come up with that? You pull that name out of a fucking hat? Huh? Or
1: is this something that you're trying to tell me that you want Matt Cardona back in WWE? Yeah, good luck with that. One. Good luck with that. One. Raquel Rodriguez, man. Uh, listen, you know, I don't know. I don't know how this edict is even a
0: thing, man. Raquel Rodriguez comes out. She's smiling everywhere, man. She's got this
1: fucking smile plastered on her face, man. They, they fucking gorilla glued this smile. She's out there smiling everywhere, man. Fucking suplex. Body slam. Elbow drop. Smiling to the crowd. Flick. Flexing to the crowd, man. Everywhere she
0: went, man interview with Kayla walking down the aisle in the ring everywhere everything's a smile everything is a smile it's fucking ridiculous you look ridiculous seriously I mean I don't get the smiling edict man but holy fucking shit you want people to turn on this woman they're going to turn on her because simply she smiles too much, man. I don't believe somebody that smiles all day long, everything that they do, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, man. There's nothing to fucking smile about. You're on SmackDown, okay? You're on SmackDown. You're in the worst women's division in the entire fucking universe, honey. What the fuck are you smiling about? Seriously. What are you smiling? There's nothing to smile about. They got no creative plans for you. What the fuck are you smiling about? Your boss is Bruce Prichard. What are you smiling
1: about? They changed your name. What the fuck are you smiling about? Holy shit. She could sit there and get buried by fucking, I don't know, Charlotte in fucking 10 seconds. Smiling smiling everywhere. you fucking serious? Nobody finds
0: this to be a bra. They had Braun Breaker of all fucking people out there smiling when he won against uh, whoever, Dolph Ziggler. Smiling. Braun Breaker. My goodness, man. This show, this show fucking sucks. I hope this show gets fucking canceled, man. If this show got canceled tomorrow, man, you wouldn't, you wouldn't fucking see a tear fall down my fucking cheek. Seriously. Holy shit. If Fox renews this garbage in 2024, man, they got some fucking serious goddamn problem. This shit is horrendous. Horrendous. This woman is doomed before she even gets through the curtain on SmackDown. She beat Kat Cardoza who's somehow related to Matt Cardona in a past
1: life. In three minutes, she didn't even dress like a cat, which was kind of sad. So Rodriguez, bell rang. Rodriguez picked up cat by the arm, threw her around, hit a fallaway slam. Smiling. Followed her up with another fallaway slam. Smiling. Then she hit a spinning splash from the second rope smiling Cardoza then attacked from behind she's smiling she got attacked in the match smiling then choked her with the top rope smiling Cardoza went for a kick Rodriguez caught her with a big boot lifted her and delivered a power bomb won the match smiling that was it
0: that was it that was Raquel Rodriguez on Smackdown what a debut man what a
1: debut. Yeah, I'm not gonna forget, you're fucking smiling. Holy shit, this show sucks. Gunther, it's fucking hot in here, man. Jesus, fine, Jesse, turn the air conditioner, man. It's getting to be, it's gonna be that time of the year, man. Fucking Christ, now, how much tacos you're making, man? The fucking oven's on. Oh my goodness. I don't know what's in this Dr. Disrespect shit, man. It's fucking getting me going. <laughs> anyway, Gunther. He's there with Ludwig Kaiser.
0: Yeah, I'll get the uh, number eight, Ludwig Kaiser, man, on the Kaiser roll. Uh, he's there. They had a, uh, a graphic, a vignette in the back. Kaiser said that Gunther punishes all of his opponents who are not worthy. They showed highlights of Gunther across NXT, NXT UK on SmackDown. Gunther said that
1: respect will be taken for the ring general, Gunther. Nice. I'll believe it when I see it. Walter, thank you. Adam Pierce was in the ring with RK
0: Bro. The Usos are there. and They come out to a big pop, does both teams. So, we got a contract signing. Adam Pierce is there. He welcomed everybody to the contract signing. He told all four competitors that he needs four signatures to make this match official. Jimmy took the mic and said that they don't have anything to prove to Pierce or RK, bro. Jimmy said that RK, bro, are the twos, but they are the ones. Riddle took the microphone and said he can't tell the Usos apart. Well, maybe you should put the fucking blunt down, bro. Seriously, how can't you tell the Usos apart, man? Are you fucking going blind? Riddle says it's easy to tell himself and Randy apart. Riddle said the Usos need new tag names or one of them needs to grow a mustache. Pierce says he'll look into it. Orton says he can't tell them apart. Oh, he can't tell them apart. He pointed out Jay as the right-hand man. Jimmy then shakes Jay's hand. And he then says the other guy here He, and he points to Jimmy, he is just the bitch. So then a a big brawl broke out out amongst all four guys. Suddenly, Roman Reigns' music hits. RK-Bro was taking advantage of the tag team champions here in the Usos. Roman Reigns comes out. He does this big entrance, right? There's a brawl going on. He's walking out there. He wasn't even in the brawl. I guess they were were, uh, blinded by his presence. They were distracted by his presence there. All of a sudden, the Usos... Took out RK-Bro as Reigns made his way into the ring. Usos hit stereo super kicks on Orton. Then one and done. The 1D on Matt Riddle. Reigns entered the ring. Held up the contract. Ripped up the contract. Shoved the contract in Matt Riddle's mouth. Made him swallow the contract. Then out comes Drew McIntyre. Jay ran down the ramp and McIntyre took him out. Jimmy ran at McIntyre. Then McIntyre took him out. McIntyre climbed onto the apron. He got into the ring. Reigns and McIntyre stared at each other for a little bit. And then the two started to brawl and exchange punches. McIntyre hit a belly-to-belly suplex throw on Reigns, and Reigns rolled out of the ring with Drew McIntyre standing tall with RK-Bro. Oh, my God. Uh, Listen, man, I ranted on this in the beginning of the show. I I really don't want to go over it again. If you guys want to go listen to that, just rewind it again. So this does not make any sense. It does not make any sense at all. If this is what they wanted to do, this, this should have been done weeks ago before Drew McIntyre was even feuding with Sami Zayn. I don't know, why, why did you feud him with Sami Zayn? Why did you give us Nakamura and Reigns as a tease only to end up doing Drew McIntyre Roman Reigns? You missed all these weeks of this pay-per-view build to get us now to two weeks before the pay-per-view, a week and a half before the pay-per-view, and then you're giving us Drew McIntyre in a tag team match with Roman
1: Reigns, and the unification of the tag team titles is now no more. I don't understand it. Paul Heyman goes to Adam Pearce in the back
0: after all this is over. Heyman entered the office of Adam Pearce. Heyman said that Reigns is not happy. He says he wants Pearce to have a good relationship with Reigns. Heyman said that he has a better idea for the tag team match at WrestleMania Backlash. He then proposed the Usos and Reigns against RK bro McIntyre at Backlash instead. I I don't understand this. So Paul Heyman is is opting to take away the opportunity for the Usos to win another set of titles because they're so upset with Drew McIntyre? Man, how much can you devalue your tag team championships? Does nobody think of that? So you're unifying the tag team titles, and because Drew McIntyre upset somebody tonight, the, the match is canceled, and that's more important than unifying two sets of tag team championships. I don't think that makes sense at all. I think that sounds fucking ridiculous. Pierce says, I can't change the match. The match is the match. Heyman says he's going to the board of directors to complain that Pierce is depriving the audience of a Roman Reigns match. Heyman says he knows Pierce can make the match, and he will. I thought at this moment that all the titles were going to be on the line. That's the only way this match would have made sense. That's the only way this match would have made sense. You want to do a six-man tag? Fine. Then Roman Reigns is going to put the unified titles and the Usos are going to put their titles on the line against RK-Bro. If McIntyre and RK-Bro win, they win all the titles. If Roman Reigns and the Usos win, they win all the titles. That's the only thing that would have made sense here. And no, no, it's not predictable because anything can happen here. RK-Bro is... A, is One of those teams that you could have easily thought were going to beat the Usos and be the unified champions. WWE could have even put Roman Reigns in this match and have him put at least one world title on the line to make it a little bit unpredictable. It should have been a winner-take-all match. Some fuck finish should have happened, then it would have went into the next pay-per-view, and we would have gotten a proper build for both matches to happen at the next pay-per-view. This doesn't make sense. This is their way out of a title unification when a title unification needs to happen absolutely, desperately, and it it should be a top priority. This makes me think that WWE has gone back and ununified the tag team championships, which does not need to be. Tag team division needs to be merged. Say it every fucking time, and I don't trust this
1: company to do the right thing. Why wait another four weeks on something that needs to be done now? Now, Nothing makes sense here. Nothing makes sense. Naomi. She's out there against Shayna Baszler. Shayna Baszler and Naomi
0: only means next week that we're getting Sasha Banks and Natalya. This is some grade A bullshit, dog shit, drizzling shit booking. This is exactly what WWE does with every tag team. And nobody wants to merge the fucking tag team divisions, right? Look at this shit. Shayna Baszler and Naomi tonight. Next week, it's
1: Sasha versus uh, Natalia. Fuck out of here, man. Jesus fucking Christ. A fucking infant can book this show better. Shayna Baszler's theme music is fucking shit. They gave her the absolute worst theme music I've ever heard. She's out there with Naomi. This match went
0: two minutes. Wow, Becky! Yeah, the AEW women's division is inferior to the WWE women's division, right? Holy shit. Holy shit. We had three women's matches tonight. Two minutes here, one minute with Ronda, and one minute with Charlotte. That makes four minutes in three women's matches tonight. Yeah, but the AEW women's division is inferior, right? You guys are are better, right? You fucking comedian, Becky Lynch. You're a fucking idiot. A complete idiot. Fucking idiot. And then the people tell me, oh, well, she was asked
1: the question. Don't answer it. Don't answer it. She was asked the question. (laughs) She answered it professionally. (laughs) Don't answer it. Move on to another topic. Or give an answer and say, I don't watch it. Next question. Next question.
0: I got an email from a super fan of mine that I will be reading on off the script, 428, man. I actually may make it its own fucking video at some point this weekend, man. Holy shit, did I trigger a Becky Lynch stand to a point where they wrote me a four-page email. We're gonna read it on off the script, man. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. I'm gonna even include the email for you guys so you, So maybe some one of my brilliant fucking fans out there goes back and finds the location of this fucking psychopath. Awful.
1: My little hobbitses! My freshes!
0: Yeah, that's captivating television there. Becky Lynch geeks out there, man. Wow. Yeah, your girl's real light girl, uh, lighting the, light the world on fire. Her in her fucking silly outfits.
1: Yeah, great job. Great job. Maybe you should try and be something other than your husband. Natalia, by the way... Natalia and uh, Shayna Baszler, they're getting this tag team title match against Sasha Banks and
0: uh, Naomi. Naomi wins in two minutes. Baszler went for the Kira for the clutch. Naomi shot her off into the
1: turnbuckles. Very sloppy. And then Naomi rolled Baszler up for the win. Natalia entered the ring, took out uh, Banks. Natalia locked Banks into a sharpshoot between the ropes, and Baszler then stomped the arm of Naomi Days when Natalia left with Banks and Naomi in the ring selling their injuries. Oh, man, I can't wait. We got a video package of Butch, Pete Dunne, and Xavier Woods last week. The video
0: also showed Butch running away through the crowd. Michael Cole on commentary then said, no one has seen or heard of Butch since. Then they showed some Photoshopped images of where Butch is in different locations Posted on social media. Is he in Venice? Is he in Ireland? Is he in catering? I don't know. Where is he?
1: So this, this, this is WWE's way of taking Butch off of TV. This is WWE's clever
0: way of taking Butch off of TV. This is WWE's way of embarrassing Pete Dunne further on top of the shit gimmick that they gave him with the terrible name that they've given him with the terrible gimmick that they've given him. They are pretending like Butch is missing. Where's Butch? They even got a hashtag, where's Butch, right? This is fucking embarrassing. So not only did they turn Butch into Scrappy Dude, let me at
1: him, let me at him, Scoob! They turned this guy into where's Waldo, or... For the
0: smarter individuals out there, because I was a fan back in my, in my childhood, they turned this guy
1: into where in the world is Carmen San Diego?" I, I, I have no words. I, I have no words, man.
0: Where's Butch? I could tell you where Butch is, man. I could sniff him out from a mile away. Butch is in catering, and Titus made him a old-fashioned grandma's recipe, fish and chips, man, and even served them, served them an ice-cold Guinness. Where Butch is? He? He's in fucking catering. Where is he? He's in Venice. What is he doing in Venice? Where is he? He's in Italy. He's in Rome, enjoying a nice cup of cappuccino. Where the fuck is he? He's in Australia, hopping around with the fucking kangaroos, man. Where the fuck is he? He's in China, having a roll of sushi. Where the fuck is he?
1: Where is he? He's in fucking catering, man. Why would anybody leave catering? Man, Titus takes great care of you over there. Why are you gonna go anywhere? Sheamus ran up to Ridge Holland in the back. Sheamus and Holland talked about putting up posters for Butch all
0: over catering in the locker room. He's in catering. And the parking lot.
1: They realized they put all these posters up in the same places. But that's okay, they said, because it's fight night. So Sheamus goes
0: out there. We get a match with Ridge Holland. Ridge Holland once again coming out to Sheamus' theme music. No identity for Ridge Holland. None. So... Michael Cole says he hopes Butch doesn't show up next to them. So we got Ridge Holland and Xavier Woods coming up again.
1: Holy shit. How many times? Lo- I've lost count. I've lost count. How many times are we going to see
0: Butch and Sheamus and Ridge Holland go up against the New Day? Man, we've seen every fucking humanly possible combination. Of these five guys on SmackDown. It's never ending. It's almost like they're doing it on fucking purpose at this point.
1: Xavier Woods wins with a backwoods and that's it. What do I have to say? The match went eight minutes.
0: Eight minutes of a waste of fucking time. Sheamus took the mic and told Holland he's tired of playing games. Sheamus then challenged Kingston to a match immediately following. So we got Sheamus and Kofi. This is a a running joke at this point. Ridge Holland and Xavier Woods leads to Sheamus and Kofi Kingston, which goes another four minutes, and Sheamus
1: wins. So the New Day got booked, and fight night got into 50-50 booking. 50-50 booking. Sheamus went for the bro kick. Kingston moved and hit the SOS for a near fall.
0: Kingston went to the top, but Sheamus stopped him with some punches. Kingston shoved Sheamus off, jumped off the top rope. Sheamus got him on a big knee, followed by the bro kick. One, two, three, that's it unbelievable. I'm gonna need fucking 12 Guinness to fucking erase the memory of this fucking horrendous garbage. Week after week after week after week after week. Stop it. Stop it. Next week, we got a full-blown tag team match in a tables match.
1: I don't care. Nobody does. I don't know how anybody could. Lacey Evans. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Michael Cole, he says they've learned a lot about Lacey Evans. He threw her to Chapter 4. She's
0: reading off Chapter 4 like she's reading a fucking teleprompter, man. Nothing here sounds organic or all-natural or real. She's standing there, and she says she got kicked out of her home at 18. She says she's decided to become a Marine at 19. She said she graduated at the top of her class and was the only female on her SWAT team. She said other graduates were cheered on by their parents, but Evan's parents didn't show up. Evan said that no matter what she did, her family never understood there were options other than addiction and violence. She really continues to bury her father, man. Continues to bury her father. I don't know how that's going to go over well on WWE TV, but... The WWE better watch out, man. That may end up backfiring on them because they're burying this guy worse than Bruce Berry's creative. Evans says she doesn't need pats on the back. She said she comes straight out of the trailer park to WWE. Evans called herself a mother, a Marine, a WWE superstar.
1: She said she's not better than any of the WWE superstars, but they're sure not better than her. This sounds so fucking fake. So fake. I don't get it. I don't know how anybody is buying this shit. The fake
0: crying. She cries one second, and then it almost seems like she never cried at all. The fake tears, that's what's going to kill them. The disingenuous fucking crying on Lacey Evans. I don't understand it. I can't wait till Lacey Evans is fucking taken off TV. I, I want her off TV. She's not even returned yet. She hasn't even had a fucking match yet. I already want her off TV. This shit will bomb. This shit is going to bomb. WWE is pushing and forcing her on us. But we're asking where Shotzi Blackheart is. Why did Tony Storm get pies to the face? Where is Zia Where is Aaliyah? Where is everybody else that you fucking brought up? On SmackDown, why aren't there new stars? Why is it always who WWE wants? Yet you got talented women back there who could be something on TV, and the fans want fresh stars. Why are they sitting sitting around and catering? This sh- I hope it bumps. I hope it does. This shit is not interesting. This is not going to get over. Nobody gives a shit about your backstory. Nobody. With the fake tears and the crying and the addiction and all this other shit. This is how you turn people off instantly, man. There are more people turned off by this than they are turned
1: on. Awful. Same old shit with Lacey Evans. When she makes it to TV, this will bomb in one week. Guarantee it. Ronda Rousey. Her music hits. She instantly puts Beneath to sleep. At this point, they're fucking
0: absolutely dead to the world. There's no way this woman got the reaction that she got. Piped in, crowd noise, all over the place. Her music hits. Beat the clock challenge is next. With Ronda Rousey and Shotzi, who was already in the ring, did not even make an entrance, did not get a theme music, did not get an entrance. He's already in the ring. No tank, no jacket, no ball pit, nothing. Shotzi's already out there, man, with her green fucking hair and the rips in her leggings. We got Ronda Rousey versus Shotzi. Here for this was chasing each other around the ring. Rousey then lifted Shotzi and dropped her on the apron. She slammed Shotzi down again. Charlotte sat around at ringside, watched the match happen at ringside. She hit the fisherman suplex and then ankle lock, and Shotzi quit. One minute and forty-one seconds. Shotzi is getting a call from two hundred one Jean Laurinidis, and she will be properly released. At this point, she's probably awaiting it any minute now. How do you have nothing for Shotzi Blackheart? How? How? How is this woman not on TV every week? Why? Same thing with Zia Lee. WWE wants, oh, first Chinese-born woman on the main roster. Yeah, great. Where is she? She's the first
1: Chinese-born woman in catering. Titus is making her homemade dumplings as we speak. Fucking ridiculous. Ridiculous. Charlotte climbed on the apron. Rousey started to stare her down. Charlotte
0: took the microphone, unfortunately. She congratulated Rousey. She said it will be Ronda's last win for a long time. I wish it was her last match for a long time. She shooed Ronda away. Ronda went to go sit in the announce chair. Aaliyah comes out. Aaliyah gets an entrance. She gets an entrance wearing barely any clothing. I guess this is what Ember Moon talked about. They wanted Aaliyah to look sexy. They wanted Aaliyah to look more like Mandy Rose, right? She's wearing exactly what John Laurinaitis told her to, man. She came out wearing half of what she used to wear. Charlotte did not beat Aaliyah in the time that Ronda beat Shazi, so she failed. Rhonda beats Charlotte in the Beat the Clock Challenge. So all this did, all this did. By the way, Charlotte got the figure eight on Aaliyah and Aaliyah did not tap out. Great. I can't wait for some e-drone to say, oh, it made Aaliyah look strong. She didn't tap out to Charlotte's signature submission hold. Fuck out of here. All this did, this entire beat the clock challenge, all this did was determine who the biggest loser in WWE is. Shotzi Blackheart, that's it. That's all it did. So Rousey was announced as the winner of the beat the clock challenge. Rousey slapped hands with fans up the ramp. Charlotte looked upset. She then exited the ring and started to scream and blame Drew Gulak. She asked if Gulak was stupid. No, Charlotte, we're stupid for watching this fucking show on a Friday night when I could have been out getting drunk somewhere, but I got money to make and a fucking crowd to appease. Gulak then was attacked by Charlotte because all she said that he had to do was ring the bell. Ding, 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 ding. Gulak was thrown into the announce table after being kicked in the face. Charlotte walked over, rung the bell herself. This is how you do it, Gulak. This is how you do it. Charlotte entered the ring after Gulak hit him uh, and hit him with the bell. So she beat him up and asked how hard his job was over and over and over again. Charlotte held up the championship and that's the way the show went off the air. Taped show. Awful show. Little to no effort from WWE. Bruce Prichard and Vince McMahon But this is what they're known for. But they're making stories. And they're creating movies. This shit is fucking terrible. SmackDown has become a shell of its former self. SmackDown has become the worst wrestling program in all of pro wrestling on any given weeknight. I don't know how anybody could watch this shit. If you're not doing what I'm doing, I don't know how you could bear to watch this fucking garbage. It is awful. Fucking awful. This is the biggest fucking embarrassment in all of women's wrestling. Charlotte Flair and Ronda Rousey. Charlotte adds no value to Monday night or Friday night. Charlotte adds no value to the women's division. Charlotte is a complete nonsensical fucking champion. She's absolutely dreadful to listen to and to watch. Ronda, the same thing. She adds no value to anything she does. Don't even know why she's there. She doesn't want to be there. She do not even want to be there. What the fuck are you doing there if you don't want to be there? Oh, yeah, that's right. You need to collect your fucking paycheck because you got no other fucking income on R- Rousey Acres or Drowsy Acres, right? Shit is fucking boring. You got a whole league of women's wrestlers there and you bury half the roster for Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair. Please tell me who Ronda Rousey is going to defend that title against when she beats Charlotte Flair at Backlash. Is there anybody? Is there anybody? And if there is, is it going to be exciting? No. No, it's not. I pray to God that WWE... Gets back to the tag team unification, and I pray to God that they're planning something later in the year for a Monday Night Raw SmackDown women's unification. This shit needs to be fucking merged, more so than the men's tag team titles. Show is dreadful. Seriously. If I was to rate this on Jesse's taco system, it would get a tortilla chip. That's it.
1: And the only reason why I gave it a tortilla chip is for Pat McAfee. That's it. We're going to go over Rampage in just a second, guys. Let me look at the chat. Put on some tunes here.
0: 2,100 people in the live stream chat. Thank you for making me number one in the IWC once again tonight. Appreciate you guys. Super chats are open. Get them on in. Hang out at the end of the show. We got two new members tonight as well, man. Thank you to the two new members and to the recommitments as well we're gonna go over all your names and all your super chats at the end of the show guys i only see 817 likes on the live stream chat i need at least a thousand man let's get to a thousand on tonight's live stream follow me on social media at jd from ny206 that's twitter and instagram hit that subscribe button down below turn on the bell for all notifications Hit that thumbs up again, like I said. If you guys are in the live stream shadow, all you got to do is hit the thumbs up, man. Also, once again, your homework tonight is how would you have booked the Roman Reigns-Drew McIntyre situation? Would you have done it six-man tag, or would you have kept it the same the way I pitched it? Let me know down in the comments, man. That is your WWE OTS homework tonight. And once again, my show tonight is sponsored by Audible. AudibleTrial.com. Slash off the script. Get 30 days free of their service and one free audio book when you sign up. Best part is you guys can cancel anytime in that 30 days and you get to keep your audio book for free. That is audibletrial.com slash off the scripts. Also, reminder, off the script this weekend, episode 429 will be live on Sunday night. We'll be going over a slew of topics. Thank you guys very much for all your support. Let's get into the AW Rampage live breakdown here on the post show for OTS. We start with Darby Allen and Swerve Strickland in an Owen Hart Cup qualifying match. This was very good here. You could see that these guys have worked extensively together, are very comfortable with each other. This was going to present a very interesting situation going into the Owen Hart Cup actual tournament. I know a lot of people were pulling for Darby Allen to win this match because after what we heard tonight, Jeff Hardy will be going one-on-one. I believe he's going one-on-one with somebody on, on Wednesday. A uh, Bobby Fish. He's going one-on-one with Bobby Fish for an Owen, Hup, Owen Hart Cup qualifier. So that would mean that Jeff Hardy potentially enters the tournament and Darby Allen is already qualified for the tournament. And we could be looking at a Jeff Hardy, Darby Allen first or second round match. Now, that's, that's intriguing. And honestly, there's no, better, there's no better way for that match to happen than this tournament. That would be fucking incredible. I know a lot of people are big on Swerve. I'm big on Swerve. Swerve is excellent. I know Swerve taking a loss here was probably frowned upon in the community, but Swerve is going to be all right, man. Swerve's been on TV more so than a lot of the AEW newcomers that have joined the company in recent weeks, recent months. He's doing fine for himself, and he's over. So the crowd was big into both of these guys. Two baby faces here. Allen worked over the arm on Strickland. Allen tried for a hip toss. Strickland flipped onto his feet. Allen worked a chin lock, transitioned to a side headlock. Nice, fluid, seamless offense here by both guys. Made you immediately think that they knew each other very well. Strickland countered a hammerlock by sending Allen out to the floor. Strickland tried for a tope, but Allen countered into a flip stunner on the floor, which looked like it sucked for Darby Allen. Allen then went for his high-speed suicide dive. He goes back into the ring, shoots himself like a fucking missile, and Swerve caught him with a jumping knee. That looked great. So then he got the knee, and Allen started to get up slow, and then Swerve took him out with a stomp on the apron. Out to the floor. We go uh, to a commercial break. Allen, back in the ring after a commercial break, caught Strickland with a knee bar. Strickland punched his way out of the hole and suplexed Allen down for a two. Strickland went for a top rope stomp, but Allen avoided it and caught Strickland with a code red. The code red was fucking beautiful, man. Amazing Red would be fucking happy to see that his move is being done excellently by Darby Allen. So after the code red near fall, Allen went for a coffin drop. Strickland got the knees up. Strickland caught Allen with a kick to the back of the head. Allen broke a pin attempt by reaching the bottom rope. Strickland suplexed Allen over the top rope to the floor, which made a loud bang, thud on the floor. So as Strickland threw Allen back into the ring, Ricky Starks left commentary to try and interfere, but Sting cut him off and said, no, bitch, you are not getting anywhere close to this match. So Sting cut him off and Chase Starks away. Back in the ring, Allen caught Strickland with a leg lock and cradled Strickland for the pin. This was off a distraction. So Ricky Starks caused just enough distraction with Sting out there to beat Swerve at his own game and give Darby Allen the assist here. So Darby Allen advances to the Owen Hart Cup Tournament, and he awaits an opponent, and it should be awesome. Now, it looked like Swerve might've been upset at this, but Swerve was not. Swerve did not take issue with Darby. Swerve did not take issue with Sting. He's absolutely blaming Team Taz on this. So we may see this somewhere down the line. I, I would envision we see this again at some point with bigger stakes on the line. And they were actually interviewed in the back about what happened here with all of this and the ending of the match. Excellent match. I thought it was very nice of a qualifying match to get Darby in the tournament, and I'm very excited to see Darby in the tournament. It should really bring out a, a, an exciting aspect of what should be an incredible tournament going into May 11th. Sean Spears cut a promo, and left more clues about Wardlow's opponent for Wednesday. He says, Wardlow's opponent is seven feet tall, and I'm not a big fan of, you know, or he is a big fan of this guy, and he's seven feet tall. You know, he he's obviously... Teaching, uh, you can't teach that, and Sean Spears is going over that it's uh, Big Cass coming on Wednesday. So it's a lot of this tease and tease and tease, but they're, they're, they're giving you a glimpse into who it is. I think everybody, these people are smart enough to know who is going to show up on Wednesday. I'm excited to see Big Cass. I'm excited. This is a different Big cast than it was four years ago. The WWE version of Big Cass was heavily mistreated heavily mistreated he should have never broken up or been broken up from Enzo Amore and I think Jesse and I will discuss this on Wednesday because there's a narrative going around that all the AEW paid Tony Khan shills they used to hate big Cass back in WWE but now that he's going to make an appearance on AEW Dynamite we're all the biggest big cast fans we're all big big cast fans we're all W Morrissey fans now fuck you not that I'm a big fan of Big Cass. I'm just happy to see the guy doing what he's fucking good at. He sucked then. He doesn't suck now. He'd probably tell you himself
1: he sucked then. Fucking narratives in the community, man. Sickening. Just enjoy what you enjoy and go fucking suck a dick or go jump off a bridge somewhere. Please, rid us of your existence. It would be so much better. Chris Jericho. He awards himself the Sports Entertainer of the Week for throwing a fireball at Eddie Kingston.
0: Santana then all of a sudden attacks Jericho at the commentary table while Ortiz was watching the tunnel like a bodyguard. So they had a bunch of officials come out and they stopped this beatdown. Santana was very angry at Chris Jericho, obviously, rightfully so. And they set up a match, Jericho versus Santana on Dynamite in a singles match for Wednesday. Should be good. Santana's excellent. I'd like to see LAX or Santana and Ortiz get back into the tag team ranks, but uh, I think, like I discussed with Jesse, this is all leading to uh, blood and guts between the JAS and Eddie Kingston and Santana Ortiz. Who he's gonna get in there? I don't know, man. Homicide was backstage at AEW Dynamite. We could very well see Homicide and some of his uh, New York connections show up in AEW to get through this blood and guts match. That's where I think this is heading. Jake Cargill, Red Velvet, and Kiara Hogan with Mark Sterling defeated Sky Blue, Willow Nightingale, and Trisha Dora. Not familiar with Trisha Dora. Two minutes or so, this match went very quick, basically a squash match. Cargill threatened to start off with Blue, but tagged out to Red Velvet. Willow Nightingale hit Velvet with a pounce, sent Velvet out of the ring. Cargill hit a pump kick on Trisha Dora. Kiara Hogan took out Nightingale with a shotgun drop kick. Cargill finished Adora off with Jaded, and that was pretty much it. The baddie section gets their first trio's victory on AEW Rampage. Um, I like this. I think they look great together, and I know it's been going around the community for uh, a couple of hours now. I know Malcolm Bivens, Stokely Hathaway, has been released from NXT, which we will talk about at some point this weekend. If I'm Tony Khan, There's two people I'm looking at. Actually, there's three people I'm looking at to bring into AEW from this current cut of NXT budget cuts. I'm bringing in Parker Boudreaux, number one. I'm putting him on Ring of Honor, and I'm going to have Jim Ross mentor him. Jim Ross is a huge fan of Parker
1: Boudreaux. The other one would be Dakota Kai, clearly. How you find nothing for Dakota Kai to do on WWE TV? Fuck you.
0: Seriously, fuck you. What, she, she doesn't fit into the Mandy Rose category? You, you can't put skimpy fucking outfits on Dakota Kai? Oh, I'm sorry, get rid of her. She didn't want to be there anyway. They asked her to resign. She said no, they let her go. Same thing with Malcolm Bivens. They asked him to resign back in February. He said no, they let him go. They cut him before his contract was up. Now he's going to serve 30 days, which is only 30 days, he'll be fine.
1: If I'm Tony Khan, I'm bringing in Parker Boudreaux, Harland, putting him on Ring of Honor, I'm bringing in Dakota Kai to aid with the women's division
0: and I'm bringing in Malcolm Bivens and I'm putting Malcolm Bivens with Jake Cargill. He would absolutely, absolutely fit perfectly with Jay Cargill. Get Mark Sterling out of there. Have Mark Sterling drop the act or have him fired, whatever, and have him stay with Tony Nese. You bring in Malcolm Bivens, Stokely Hathaway and you put him with Jake Cargill, man. The way he speaks and the way he accentuates himself and his presence, he's great. He's great. I don't know how you don't bring him to the main roster and have him
1: manage a whole slew of fucking people. Put him with Jade, that's a winning combination. They would kill it. Absolutely kill it. Tony Schiavone interviewed Darby Allen and Shane Strickland. Allen offered Strickland five more minutes.
0: Very commendable of you, Darby. Strickland said, no, I know that's not your fault. I know that's not your fault. I'm going to call my boy Limitless, Keith Lee. We're going to take care of Team Hog, uh, Team uh, Taz with Hobbs and Ricky Starks. We're going to take care of business. And I want you to go win that fucking tournament. I, I want you to go win that tournament. I'm more, v- more motivated for this feud than I am in this tournament. You go win that Owen Hart Cup for the West Coast. Excellent. We'll see them somewhere down the line. That's not the last. I can see that being a TNT title match at some
1: point. Keith Lee defeated Austin Gunn. This was about six minutes. So Lee, he
0: tossed Colton, or uh, Colton Gunn, across the ring. Lee charged in the corner. Colton ducked, and Lee hit Austin instead. Lee with a pop-up powerbomb. Colton escaped and went for a famouser. Lee countered into the Big Bang catastrophe, which the commentators have yet to call it, and he gets the victory. Most of it happened Uh, during the commercial break, and that was pretty much a uh, squash match for Mr. Keith Lee. The Hardy Boys were interviewed. Matt and Jeff wondered out loud about all the potential dream matches Jeff could have in the Owen Hart Cup tournament once Jeff qualifies and beats Bobby Fish. Should be awesome. Should be awesome. The undisputed elite, they retort Jeff Hardy, and Bobby Fish cuts a promo on Jeff Hardy, calling him Jeff Hardley, saying his days are numbered, and that is elite. He was going to say, and that's undisputed. I wish he did, but it would kind of be uh, a disrespectful nod to the undisputed elite, but he said, and that's
1: elite. Should be good. Should be good. I'm excited for that. I'm excited for this tournament. Denhausen, he called out Hook. Denhausen said
0: uh, he had second thoughts, though, when Hook uh, showed up and Hook actually came out to confront him. Before they could get into it, Mark Sterling distracted them from the stage, and he said, Do you fans really want to see these two fight? And obviously they cheered. Tony Nese came in from behind, ran in from behind, attacked both of them. Hook sent Nese flying out of the ring with a suplex and hook, and Danhausen sent Nese and Sterling out of the ring. Danhausen offered Hook a handshake, but Hook shoved him aside and left. Hookhausen is going to be a thing, and the crowd is going to love it. So that's going to happen, so get used to it. Lexi Nair interviewed the Gun Club. The Acclaims showed up and make their first offer to team for an eight-man tag. The Guns have to go talk to their daddy first. Billy Gun. Mercedes Martinez cut a promo for her match with Deanna Perazzo on Wednesday for the Ring of Honor Women's Championship should be good. The BCC versus Angelico Butcher and Blade is on Wednesday. So Tony Khan is ramping up the trios matches for the Blackpool Combat Club. They are getting wins, wins, wins left and right, man. They are going to be your first trio champions. I'm calling it right now. Santana versus Chris Jericho. Jeff Hardy versus Bobby Fish in an Owen, H- Owen Hart Cup qualifier. Mercedes Martinez versus Deonna Perazzo to unify the Ring of Honor Women's Championships. That should be your main event. Rampage. We're getting Ruby Soho and Tony Storm Versus Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter and Hook will be in action next week. Ian Riccaboni was on the commentary team for the Samoa Joe-Trent Beretta Ring of Honor Television Championship Match. Decent little match here. Very predictable, but decent little match. Ring of Honor is being well represented so far in its early restart with Tony Khan. Beretta, very good is Beretta. So is Samoa Joe. Beretta flipped out of a powerbomb attempt, caught Joe with a dropkick. Beretta caught Joe with a crossbody from the top rope to the floor. They were back in the ring. Beretta hit a series of strikes and suplexed Joe. Beretta hit a tornado DDT for a near fall. Beretta went for his strong zero. Joe countered with a powerbomb for a near fall. Joe locked on a crossface. Beretta got his foot on the uh, foot on the ropes to force a break. Beretta then all of a sudden did the worst thing possible, and that's slap Joe. Joe took him out with a huge lariat. He went for the muscle buster. Beretta countered into a sunset flip. Beretta charged Joe in the corner, and Joe caught him with a urinagi. Joe slapped on the rear naked choke, and that was it. He retains the TV championship. After the match, they shook hands, and the code of honor was given. Tony Schiavone got in the ring and interviewed Samoa Joe. Sanjay Dutt, Jay Lethal, and Great Khali 2.0, Satnam Singh, showed up. I like the giant Singh better. Satnam Singh, I like Giant Singh. I'm calling him Giant Singh. Orange Cassidy confronted Singh with his imitation super kicks, But Sanjay Dutt flew in and attacked. Best friends brawled with Singh and Dutt. While lethal, he got into the ring and attacked Joe. We got a bunch of officials out there, including Pat Buck. Pat Buck was out there, ran into the ring and break, broke up the fight. And that's the way Rampage went off the air. This was a very good episode of Rampage Man. The darby Strickland match was very good. I was entertained by Hookhausen. Samoa Joe and Trent Perretta was very good. And always great seeing Keith Lee as well on my television. Uh, Joe and Lethal seemingly looks like is being set up for Double or Nothing, which only adds to the greatness that that card is going to be. That is not confirmed yet, but I can imagine that that match is going to be taking place at double or nothing, which I am perfectly okay with. Guys, thank you so very much for hanging out tonight, man. We got 2,100 Lodge in the venue for OTS SmackDown and Rampage Post Show right here on Off The Script. We're gonna go over the Super Chats in just a little bit, man. Get them on in. Bar's rocking and rolling. Last call. I'm rounding everybody up, man. Last call in the venue. So make sure you guys get your shit in. Thank you so much for everything, guys. Follow me on social media, at JD from NY206. That's Twitter and Instagram. Hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for all notifications. Hit that thumbs up, guys. We are 90 likes away from 1,000. So if you guys are in the chat, make sure you guys hit that thumbs up. It greatly helps out the podcast and the video, man. Hit that join button. Get those memberships in. Become an OTS VIP right here on OTS. Again, your homework, guys. Let me know in the comment section. What you would do differently with the Roman Reigns Drew McIntyre situation? Do you do the six man tag at Backlash, or do you do what I said? Or maybe you have some other great creative idea of your own, man. That is your OTS homework tonight. So let me know down in the comments below. And go check out my great sponsor, Audible, AudibleTrial.com. off the scripts. 30 days free of their service and one free audio book of your choice. Also, off the script live Sunday night. I will send out notifications tomorrow at some point. Episode 429, man. We're going to be doing it big. Cold beverages will be ice cold. And we will be going over this week's wrestling news, man. Love being live for you guys. Also, how do I sound tonight, man? How do I sound tonight? I got my old setup. up. I'm in Atlantic City this, this weekend. I'm going to be going to Delaware tomorrow morning, driving through Cape May, going to Delaware. Going to go see my parents tomorrow, tomorrow night. Going out to a nice dinner. Going to see my brother Frank, Mr. Legionary. Should be a good deal, man. Let me know how I sound, man. Did I sound all right tonight being in the second office? So let me know, man. Always love bringing you guys the quality, man. I'm a stickler for commentary. And I appreciate I appreciate all the beautiful words, man, that you guys gave Jesse and I on Wednesday, man. I was so happy, man, with Wednesday's show. Jesse sounded fucking great, Maybe a little bit lower on the volume there, listening back. But he sounded phenomenal. I sounded great. It was the best Dynamite review that we did together, man. More of that coming on Wednesday, man. I'm glad the Wednesday show is now right up there, man. So thank you guys so very much. Let's get into the Super Chats, guys. Ryan Heisler with a 199 Super Chat. Ango thinks Triple H is in charge of NXT. Laughing my ass off. Ango is a good dude. Delusional, but a good dude. And Triple H is not in charge of NXT. I don't know why anybody would think Triple H is in charge of NXT. I seen Ango at the first Double or Nothing, man. We hung out, we walked a strip. Drinking till, uh, I don't know, 2 o'clock in the morning. I wish I could be doing that again in Vegas in a couple of weeks for uh, Double or Nothing, but. I may be planning Forbidden Door, man. We may be doing something Forbidden Door-wise. I'll let you guys know. Michelle
1: Moran with a $2 Super Chat. So we go from tag team title match to a six-man tag. Yes, Michelle. Yes, we do. $5 Super
0: Chat with Death Triangle back together. Also, Michelle Moran. With Death Triangle back together, I'll have to wait for my Darby House of Black feud. And you can just feel that we're getting hook housing
1: soon. I think Hookhausen is very entertaining. Hook is so young, man. Get him out there. Get him. Get him to feed off of Danhausen's fan base, man. Everybody loves Danhausen. Danhausen, weird, but he's over. AMG two with a 179 super chat. Kiara Hogan, all elite booty meat. AMG, you're stealing Tony Brown's gimmick. There was a lot of booty meat in that match. AMG, two, I know. I know. Tony Brown with a 499. Speak of the devil. Wow. Dakota. What the fuck? Yes.
0: Yes. Dakota Kai got released. Ah, You don't have anything for Dakota Kai on television, man? I have no fucking idea. Thank you guys for the comments, man. I'm glad I sound good.
1: 50 more likes, guys. Come on. You can do it. Did I not entertain you this evening? Come on. Tony Brown with another 4 dollars super chat. He leaves me Naomi meat. With some booty meat on SmackDown, too, in the form of Naomi and Sasha Banks. Some may say shots. Maybe your thing. I don't know. Kai vs. The World with a 22-month membership.
0: Already over a year to the best to ever do it in the IWC. Cheers, JD. Kai vs. The World, thank you so much, I appreciate you, man. Comment of the evening. 22 months, man. You're two months away from
1: getting that elusive gold microphone, man. Holy shit. Derek Anawaii with two Super Chats. He leaves me a golden star
0: in one of them and leaves a 149 Super Chat on top of that. Thank you, Derek. Always Always great hearing from you, brother. Ryan Patton. We'll not be reading your message. Thank you for my Starbucks croissant tomorrow morning. Jen House becomes a six-month member. Thank you, Jen. I remember coming across your podcast last year and hearing your trademark. We are live, man. I've been hooked ever since. OTS for life. Always changing, always evolving.
1: We are live. I'll bring that back every now and then. But, man, we're doing things slick with the Mustang. And we're getting to the venue in style. Audio is on and off. That's on your end, guys. Music is skipping, JD. No, it's not. Music is not skipping. I hear the music in my headset. How the fuck could it be skipping? Jen, thank you so much. I appreciate that comment, Jen. Enjoy the VIP club for six months.
0: Hopefully we have you here uh, for another six. Gary the new man
1: with a five-month membership. Drinking on those e-drones' tears tonight, JD. Can't wait to hear all their excuses. Audio is fluctuating. Music is cutting in and out. No idea, bro. Everything is good here, man. I'm in the green. I'm, I'm good. I don't know. Could be compressor-wise. I'm going to continue the show, guys. You deal with your shit. Uh, Eddie Cena becomes a new member. Eddie, what are you drinking, brother? I'll give you one of these Dr. Disrespect fucking uh, game fuels, man. Citrus cherry. They're delicious. Tommy Brown again with a $5 super chat. Not
0: happy they are not unifying the tag team titles, but on a happier note, OTS family, I do celebrate my 46th
1: birthday tomorrow. OTS for life. The music stops when you stop talking. Happy birthday. Happy 46th birthday, Tommy again, man. I don't know. No idea, man. Maybe it pushed the talk thing. Let me see. Well, the, the song comes to an end now. The song is coming to an end now. Let me, uh, maybe it is a noise gate. Maybe it's a noise gate. I have no idea. Maybe it is a, I have no idea. High pass filter. I don't know. I don't know. No idea. Now I got no music playing. We're going to play a different song. Maybe it was just that song. Put some doc on. (laughs) I don't know, man. I'm not going to worry about it. I'm going to keep it going. Cooper Griffith with a one ninety nine super chat. JD, your music is
0: lame. Cooper Griffith, suck my dick, brother. Thank you for my Starbucks oat
1: milk vanilla latte tomorrow morning. Jacob Donnelly with a $5 super chat. Jesse's not fucking with the stream, man. I'm not going to blame Jesse. Jacob Donnelly with a $5 super chat. Did I hallucinate Nakamura confronting Reigns or what? Hindsight would have made more sense to get that match over with and unify the tag team titles. Yes. Absolutely. Ken Foote with a nine ninety nine super chat. Did you notice how they had Charlotte Photo instead of Ronda's in the match against Shotzi? Even management doesn't care. I didn't see that, but I believe you. I didn't see it, but I believe you, Ken Foote. Jonathan Gastello with a 14-month Super Chat. Get rid of
0: Jesse's unoriginal and put my big ZD up there. My
1: big ZD would make Titus blush. I could go for some big ZD, Jonathan. You know who makes good big ZD? It's this song, too. Maybe it's a high-pass filter. I don't know. I took the high-pass filter off. Let me see. I make some great bags, ZD, man. Senor Nerd with a $10 super chat. Jonathan, thank you for 14 months, too. Senor Nerd with a $10 super chat. I really
0: look at WWE releases as blessings in disguise. Now, these great workers are no
1: longer working for the worst company wrestling and go and have better lives outside of sports entertainment. They're all blessings, senor nerd. They're they're all blessings, bro. The cake with a $2 super chat. Guaranteed Drew is winning the WWE title. I don't think so.
0: I don't think Drew is beating Roman Reigns. Drew McIntyre is not beating Roman
1: Reigns. Antonio Potato with a new membership. Antonio, thank you so much, brother. What are you drinking? Boy, Cooper Griffith has paid for my oat milk latte 10 times over tonight, bro. Thank you. It's the gate. It's the noise gate. All right, let's put the, no- let's put the high pass filter back on. We'll, put the no- we'll take the noise gate off. No- the noise gate's now off. Uh, Philip Newton with a 199 Super Chat. The cake is just a lie, just like the booking of WWE. Uh, what what cake? The cake is a lie? Titus's cake is never a lie, bro. I took I took the noise gate off. I have nothing I have nothing going on in
0: my background. I, I shut the noise gate off. I usually take the I usually put the noise gate on because I don't want anything to hear like I don't want you guys to hear my air conditioner when it's on. Still messing up. I don't know what it
1: is then. I don't know what it is then, guys. I'm gonna keep the music off then. We're not going to play any music. I'll, uh, I'll listen to it back when I, when I get done with it.
0: Tommy Brand again. So I, I'm going to put the... I'm actually going to put the noise gate back on because there's a buzzing in my headset when it is off. Um, We got Col- Colton McCary or Colton McCray. Draco Anthony's been released. What a tragic day. I don't know how I'm going to get to sleep. Colton. I don't know. I don't know, man. Tommy Brown again, $5 super chat. They should have just left the unification match the way it was and done Roman and Drew in a separate match. Israel with 12 months. Thank you so much, brother. What are you drinking, man, for 12 months? Thank you for the re-up. Israel also with a $2 super chat. I see I didn't miss anything of importance. No. On SmackDown, you never miss anything of importance, bro. Spirit of the Wolf with a $5 super chat. The Miz is right. A belt stays on your
1: waist. A title is something you put on the wall like Employee of the Month. The Miz is right. No, I, I call them belts. I call them belts and championships. Phil, Philip Newton with the 199 Super Chat. Do you still have the beaver? Yes, he's sitting right over there.
0: The beaver is sitting right on my beanbag chair in the corner. Joey Williams with a $5 Super Chat. Tonight, I would have booked Walter versus Shinsuke and McIntyre versus Sammy. Winners... Walter versus McIntyre meet at the pay-per-view. Usos versus RK-Bro main events. The pay-per-view to unify. Not a bad idea. It's actually not a bad idea at all. Theo with a 1999 Super Chat times two. JD, instead of doing trios belts, why don't we just do one big belt with three
1: nameplates on the trios belt? Maybe they could do something like... uh, Maybe they could do something like Lucha Underground. Maybe they could do something... I don't know... Trio's belts, I would, I would make three separate championships. If you're a trio, you have to be represented by a, an individual championship for each guy. It's not that big of a deal. J.D., hey, I hope your week is going well.
0: Have a great night with a glass of peanut butter whiskey. I would love to see a heel edge versus Bray Wyatt as the fiend. I appreciate you, brother. Thank you. I got a, a whole bottle of peanut butter whiskey in my refrigerator, man. Awesome. Uh, our future media with a $5 super chat. Level 7 boss Ludwig Kaiser and Gunther graced our presence today. Man, WWE is trash with these name
1: changes. Rampage was so much better this week. Rampage was a lot better than it was last week, for sure. Joey Williams, $5 super chat. WWE will never change their trash TV until Fox and NBC Universal stop paying
0: billions. Cody is going to fall victim to bad creative because Roman has. Uh, Joey Williams, uh, they will never change at all because they're getting that Fox, yes, they're getting that Fox and NBC Universal money. Guys, uh, I want to ask, you know, when I was in the Mustang doing the intro, the music was still on too. Was it skipping then? Because I didn't really touch anything. So if it didn't skip in the beginning, I don't know why it's skipping now. It might not even be on my end. It might be a YouTube thing or it might be an OBS
1: thing. I don't know. Again, I have to update OBS on my second computer because I didn't update OBS, so that may be it. I don't know. Joseph Taylor with a $2 super chat. Trent is underrated. Trent is very good. Philip Newton with a 199 Do your Braun Strowman impressions. I did one tonight, Philip. Hopefully you enjoyed it. It was skipping then? No, the music was fine then. Margaret Desalvo with a $2 super chat. Seth Rollins last made the IC title feel important. Seth Rollins last made the IC title feel important. I would probably say that. I think that was back in 2018. Yes, he did. He was great then. Hollywood guy with a $10 super chat. Sorry, I haven't chatted in a while.
0: So the Veer push went bust. They keep him in catering now to be a jobber. And Elias needs face paint. And he needs to run to the ring with those tassels. Yeah, Veer's pretty much a bust, man. I don't want to call him a bust yet, but he's on his way to being one for sure. Jared Ford with a $6 super chat. I have to say that you and Jesse sounded awesome on the Dynamite Review Smackdown rules and Rampage rules OTS for life. Thank you so much, man. Jesse and I appreciate it. I thought that was a great post show. Gears with a Canadian $10 super chat. Just tuned in. What's up, JD? Saw the Ember Moon interview with Chris Van Vliet and she mentioned Triple H. Didn't know what was happening with creative and just disappeared. Watch it if you haven't. WWE mistreats wrestlers. Bro, you ain't telling me nothing I already
1: know. No, nothing I don't already know. It's it's the same shit. I know. They're just confirming everything I've said for years. MGM bowling with a $4.99 Super Chat. Here's some more for your Starbucks runs
0: this week. Thank you, MGM. I may need that on my way to Cape May, New Jersey tomorrow. And the cake with a $2 Super Chat. Get a croissant while you're out of JD. Cheers. Thank you, cake. Uh, Cesar Enrique with a $4.99 Super Chat. Hey, JD, I was just wondering how long you've been a Braves fan
1: And how did you become a fan? Keep up the hard work. Acuna is back, which is great. They are now winning games, which is a great thing.
0: And uh, I became a Braves fan in 1990 because of David Justice. David Justice. He started it all, man. David Justice, Tom Glavin, Steve Avery. Never look back, man. Braves are my team, and the Braves will be my team until I am in the ground. Thank you guys very much for that. Uh, That is uh, pretty much the reason why I'm an Atlanta Braves fan. But guys, I appreciate you all hanging out. And I'm going to play pilot now because that's the music that I have to fucking play before I get out of here. I don't know what's going on. It's probably OBS. It's not me. It's not the stream. It's not YouTube. It's not you guys. It's probably just OBS. But I appreciate you guys very much, man. Thank you also very much for hanging out tonight. I appreciate you, even though though with the minor musical technical difficulties that just all of a sudden came out of nowhere. Let me know what you think down below, man. Please make sure you guys sound off in the comment section. How would you book this Roman reigns McIntyre situation going into backlash? That is your homework tonight. Follow me on social media, at JD from NY206. That is on Twitter and Instagram, RB065. I did not get you super chat, bro. I did not get your super chat, man. I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. Oh, there you go, man. I see it, $5 super chat. Is there the petition of changing Becky's theme song to Blind Guardian song, especially about Lord of the Rings? Maybe I would like her if they did. Yes, yes, we're gonna get Becky Lynch to come out to imaginations of the other side. I totally would love that. Jeremy Lewis with a nine-month membership. Did someone say bake ZD? Damn, now I'm hungry. J.D., I hate being gaslit lit by WWE. I don't even know why I try anymore. Great rampage, though. Cheers. I appreciate you, Jeremy Lewis, for the nine-month membership, brother. I appreciate you, man. Guys, thank you so very much for hanging out tonight. Follow me on Twitter at J.D. from NY206. That's Twitter and Instagram. Hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for all notifications. Make sure you guys tune in Sunday night, OTS 429. We're going to go over the weekly news. We're going to have some cold beverages. We're going to do a big, man, in the venue, as always. Go hit that subscribe button. Turn on the bell for all notifications. Continue to hit that thumbs up, guys. Thank you for the 1,000 likes. I appreciate you all very, very much, man. We made the minimum goal of a 1,000 likes. And go check out all the other videos that you might have missed on the channel tons of content there for you to check out and especially this week monday night tuesday night wednesday night man tons of it if you missed any of the live streams they are all on the home page right now for you guys thank you again for everything thank you for the likes the subscriptions the channel memberships the super chats i'm getting out of you guys got a busy weekend with my parents this weekend hopefully you enjoy yours Make sure you got a cold beverage thrown in there as well to enjoy your weekend. I need two things from you guys before I get out of here. Man. Number one, I need those guitar emojis in the chat. Number two, I need that music on Max. I will see you guys later, man. Have a great night, and thank you so much. And I'll see you guys on Sunday for the script.